Christian is a calling. Hallelujah. Amen. Being a Christian is a calling. When you find that you are a Christian, know that you are called. Amen. You are called. Not then when you find yourself that you are in the family of a Christian, you are a Christian, know that being a Christian is a calling. Amen. First Amen. of all, we are called to worship him. Amen. It's part of Amen. our calling. We are called to do what? To worship him. To offer him sacrifices. We are called to worship him. Every Christian is a worshiper. Every Christian has been called to worship God. Hallelujah. That's what the Bible says that in the book of John chapter 4, verse number 24. Okay. Let us read from verse number 23. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. That means the Father is looking for worshippers. Then as a part of looking for worshippers, he called us that we may worship him, that we may glorify him that we may praise him then every christian has been called first of all to be a worshiper to offer worships unto god not that you are called some christian they don't know that uh, we are born again to worship him we are born again to offer him praises no we are called to do that hallelujah It must be one of the things that we enjoy doing. Enjoying, worshipping Him, praying. Worshipping Him, praising Him. Glorifying His name. We are called to praise Him. And we are called to worship Him. Hallelujah. Amen. Another calling that we have been called. We have been called to fellowship with God. We have been called to have a relationship with God. We have been called. First of all, we are called also to be the children of God, but not just to be children of God, to fellowship with Him. No wonder that day when Jesus Christ was going to Jerusalem, the Bible said that He looked on the temple which the glory of the Lord was, was dwelling in Jerusalem. And He said that, I will destroy this temple in three days and in three days i will build it again the bible said that the pharisees the those who were the teachers of the law was wondering what is jesus christ talking about this house of god it did not take three days to build it it took long time how can jesus christ say such a thing that i will build it again in three days not knowing that what um what jesus christ was talking about that was that the glory of the lord will no longer live in the house which is built by human's hands but the glory of the lord is going to live 
in those who believe in him. Hallelujah. Amen. That's what the Bible says that in the book of 1 Corinthians. La Kratiba Zontarabahaya. Karakita Vasontalabahaya. Chapter 3, verse number 16. Don't you know that you yourself are God's temple and God's spirit lives among you? If anyone destroy God's temple, that person, God will destroy that person. For God's temple is sacred, and you together are the temple, uh, at that temple. First of all, when we talk about the temple of God, there are two temples. The first temple of God, it is you who is born again. It is you Amen. who have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. Know that God lives in you. He has called you to fellowship with you. Amen. To spend time with you. That's why he did not want to stay in the building. That's why he wanted to stay right in you. Because he wants to have a deep fellowship with you. A deep connection Amen. with you. Something that in the Old Testament, it could not be achieved. The glory was staying in the Ark of the Covenant. Not only that the glory was staying in the Ark of the Covenant. It was that Ark of the Covenant. It was staying in its own house. Amen. Then that's when people will wait for Sabbath in order to go there. But the priest used to live there. Amen. The priest used to live in the house of God. Amen. But other uh, citizens of Israel, they will wait for Sabbath. And they will go there to offer sacrifices. They will go there once to bring their offering, their tithe, and the once a week that's when they used to go there and have a bit of fellowship with god just once a week but to god that was not enough to god that was not enough that he could just meet his people once a week that's why you know first of all let's let's start here very well in the old testament when we go to through it very well you will realize that the glory, first of all, it was not even staying in the in the in the ark. It was, you know, the time that he came, he came and he had me some meetings. Sometimes he used to have meetings with Abraham in the back in the days. After that, he will have meetings with Moses in the mountain of Sinai. Amen. But not with everybody. Only Moses was called for that. Only Abraham was called for it. We don't hear God talking to, to Sarah. He was coming to talk to Abraham and he left. He was coming to talk to Moses. Not everybody could go there on that pillar of fire, which was so intense in the mountain of Sinai. But when the blood was beginning to be shed, oh, but that time he could now come and have a meeting in the tent with Moses close to where people were. Now the tabernacle was established after the Ark of the Covenant was established. After when the Ark was established, the glory will stay in that presence and then they could come once, a, once every week. But for that, it was not enough. He wanted to do something better, something bigger, something greater than the former so that the glory of the Lord can live inside of us. 
and we can be the carriers of that glory. Hallelujah. Amen. That's what the Bible says that don't you know that you, you are self, you are God's temple. You are not just an, a, anybody. There is a difference between you and the unbeliever. You are the new creation. You are the child of the living God. You are the ark of the, of the Lord. The presence of God dwells in you, dwells in you. After that, another temple of God the Bible is talking about is when we come together as believers. That's when the Bible says, when two or three come together in my name, there I am in their midst. That means the greater glory comes when we come now together, we make God's temple. That's what the Bible says that you yourself are God's, are God's temple and that God's spirit lives among you. If anyone destroy God's temple, that God will destroy that person. For God's temple is sacred. And you together are God's temple. Together we are what? We are God's temple. You know, even though now we are coming together, you are there, you are there, you are there, but we have formed God's temple. Amen. We have made, given a platform for this glory, for this presence of God to come. Because he has called us to fellowship with him. Amen. We are called to live in the presence of God. We are called to live in this power. We are called to be the people of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Say, I am called. I am called. To live in the presence of God. To live in the power of God. I am called. Then, like what we are talking about, you know, in the Old Testament, you know, the people will not really fellowship with God. It's only the priests, the high priest, and the Levites who were priests. They could uh, have a privilege to live in God's power, to live in God's presence. But the whole of Israel, it was not so. But look at us nowadays. God have loved us so much. God have chosen us that we will fellowship with him. Do you know that even some Levites, even some high priests, yes, they were not born again. They were not born again. The glory of God was not in them. The ark, they were, they were worshipping in the sanctuary where there was the ark. But you now, you are the ark of the Holy Spirit. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Amen. The ark now, it is you. You are called to take care of God's presence. That's why when you are in this calling, that we have been called to do. Yes, we have to worship God. Yes, we have to fellowship with God. We have to spend time in His presence. That means part of it is spending time where? In God's presence. 
it's part of it to spend our time we have been called this presence is here for us this glory is not here for unbelievers it's for us the believers that god want to be part of your life God want to be part of you. He want to be part of you. That's why the, the, the Bible says, don't you know that God's spirit is among you. He's among you. He's going around you. He's enjoying being with you because you are washed by the blood of Jesus. Amen. Okay. Amen. If we hear very well where we're studying in, when we talk about the Old Testament. Yes. Do you know that the glory of God in the Old Testament also it could only end in Sinai. First, and you meet with Moses, but it could not come to the whole of Israel until the blood of animals were shed and the glory of the Lord could come now to be on the tent, to be on the ark, and the, even the beat of Israel can have a bit of experience. Amen. But after when the blood of Jesus Christ was shed, the Bible said that the day that Jesus Christ died, the day that Jesus Christ died on the cross of Calvary and let the Holy Ghost go. And they say that before I just have to say that he's finished. When he said this, when he let the Holy Spirit left. The Bible said that there was an earthquake, a huge earthquake. The whole of, of that uh, place Golgotha, around there, around Jerusalem, there was an earthquake. A huge earthquake. And the Bible said that there was a veil which was separating the holy place and the holy of holies. A holy of holies, the holies where the, is where the ark was. And the Bible said that that veil was torn into the, from the top to the bottom because the glory was now. The blood was shed. Everything was fulfilled. The glory was no longer living there. That, but to everyone who was about to believe Jesus Christ, who was, who was about to receive, it was now coming to dwell on them. Amen. And indeed, we have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior. Amen. We are born again. We are washed by the blood. Hallelujah. Amen. We are born again. We are washed by the blood. We are purified. Amen. Then that's why now God is living among us. God is living in us. Amen. Then for us, yes, one of the parts that we must do, we must worship him. Amen. We must live in his presence. After that, we must also take care of his presence Amen. as we spend also our time in his presence. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. Isn't that, isn't that a too much blessing that we are blessed? Imagine, God is living in you. Hey, some people, you know, that's why they, some people, they, they go say, I'm going to where, where, I'm going to meet my, their God, their God. But you are different, you are a Christian, you carry your God with you. Amen. You walk with God. Amen. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Amen. You carry your God. 
you know, God is not like a, you know, sometimes there are some people who know uh, they've got a, I don't know whether is this a church clothes or what kind of a uniform is this, but you know it. Amen. Then this person will only feel like they are holy when they are wearing the, the church uniform. Amen. They will want to behave well because they are wearing a church uniform. They will, they will say that sometimes this person, somebody talk with them, not very nice. They said, I, I will get you when I take off this. It's just that I'm wearing this church clothes. Let me tell you this. Amen. You are one with Christ. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Amen. You are the carrier with Christ. You are inseparable. Amen. Wherever Amen. we go, the glory of God goes with us. Hallelujah. Amen. Wherever we go, what? The glory of God goes with us. Amen. Then that's why after that we are called also to live for him. Amen. I don't know whether you are getting that one. We are called to do what? To, to live for him. Live for him. He is in you. He is with you. Amen. Then after the what? live for him. Amen. May God Amen. give us the grace to live for him in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's what the Bible said that in the book of Romans chapter 12, verse number 1. The Bible said that, I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy and pleasing to God. This is a true, this is your true and proper worship. That means that in order, as a part of living for him, as a part of worshiping him, live for him, offer your bodies as a what? As a living sacrifice. It's a part of worshiping the one whom you are carrying. It's a part of worshiping him, the one who you are living in his presence. Amen. The one whom you are living in his power. Hallelujah. Amen. Say, I'm living in his power. I am moving in his power. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. Let me tell you this. When the children of Israel were coming out of Egypt, the Bible says that they, they moved in him. How? Because during the day there was a cloud which was protecting them even from the sun. During Amen. the evening there was a pillar of fire. This pillar of fire, it covered them wherever they go. And the Bible Amen. could say that, you know, the Bible said that, you know, out of that cloud, God provided food. Amen. There was man at the time that they wanted meat. God provided the quails. Amen. The time that, hey, God, the Bible said that even their clothes were not wearing out. Amen. Because they were living and moving in his presence and in his glory. Hallelujah. Amen. May God give us the grace to live for him and to live in his presence in Jesus' name. Amen. And everything that we need automatically will be provided for us in Jesus' name. Amen. 
the time that you will need a job, the presence of God will produce a job in Jesus' name. The day that you will need a business, may the Lord manufacture businesses in Jesus' name. The time that you need food, may the Lord manufacture and bring out food from His presence in Jesus' name. May the Lord provide health when you need health in Jesus' name. And may the Lord be the defender. Amen. The Bible said that, you know, the Bible said that one night, the Bible talks about Pharaoh. Pharaoh was coming after the children of God. Amen. Where about, just about, it was just before they crossed the Red Sea. Pharaoh was coming, the Bible said, the cloud, it shifted. When it shifted, it was between the army the army of the Egyptian and the Israelites. Amen. To the Israelites, the same cloud. Hey, this person there, you are bringing a bit of noise, please. Put the phone aside and there. The same cloud to the Israelites, it was bringing light. The same cloud to the Egyptian, it was a storm. Hallelujah. Protecting the children of what? Of Israel. Protect. Then that means the same presence of God, the same glory of God. Uh, uh, how's this person? There is a. Sure. Hallelujah. I mean, like we're talking about these things every day. Hey, put the phone in silence. If you're at the place where there is noise, please don't make noise for others. Okay. Then the Lord, you know, he, he tend to protect the children of Israel when they were living, when they were moving in his presence and his power. Hallelujah. Amen. Because we are called to live in his presence. Amen. We are called to live Amen. in his glory. Amen. When you take care of him, he will take care of you. When you take care of him, he will take care of your family. He will take care of everything around you. Hallelujah. Amen. Then right now, just because it's a midday service, can you say, my day is blessed? My day is blessed. My family is blessed. My family is blessed. My country is blessed. Our continent is blessed. Our continent is blessed. Our everything is blessed. Say today is a success. Say no weapon. No weapon. Fashioned against me. That will ever prosper. In the name of Jesus. Say devil. Take off your hand. 
from my life, my family, my career, my everything. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Say, I lose angels now. Angels, bring my miracles, my testimony, my blessings, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Don't forget today is Sunday. Is that day where we go extra mile to go and help somebody in need, to go and give those who are less privileged. And the Bible says that blessed is the hand that giveth than the one that do what? That receiveth. Hallelujah. You can buy a fruit and give somebody who's in need. You can buy a loaf of bread. You can do something to somebody who is less privileged. It may be small to you, but it will be big to that person. And as you do to that person what they cannot do for themselves, God will do to you what you could not do for yourself. And uh, to those, if you have got nowhere, no one to give, where you can give, give to the ministry. As you are about to go out there to give, we'll be giving on your behalf. And I want to say to you, have a blessed and a successful day in Jesus' name. Bye. Bye. Bye.